0: New Orleans as the Bears of the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions. You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm blessed, you know, I
1: think, and I'm humbled. You know, I, I look at the senior class, I look at everything they've been through, all of the change, the, the coaching turnover, the, the different belief systems. When there's been so much change, you know, it's it's hard to trust, and so I think it was hard to get trust. And so when we finally got it, you know,
0: it's just a, a great group of guys. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, highlight cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. End of the game, Baylor over Ole Miss on Saturday in New Orleans to uh, finish at 12 and two on the season. Then Coach Dave Aranda post game with us on Saturday. Bears uh, with most wins in a season in school history, 12 and two, the final record, and that comes after two and seven in a COVID-riddled season, uh, a mulligan season for Dave Aranda last year. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. As promised, joined by Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com. And Adam, welcome to you. Happy New Year and appreciate you being on with us.
1: Well, great to be with you. Happy New Year and uh, what a season for Baylor and Dave Aranda.
0: How about that? Yeah, yeah. Your your article caught my attention, uh, number one, because the uh, the lead picture there is Coach Aranda and a smiling Dave Aranda. That's, that's the big, uh, that's the headline right there. It really is, and
1: I've I've known Dave for a number of years, and I have seen him smile before. And, you know, he 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 does show a little bit of emotion, but he is a very uh you know steady, you know sometimes serious stoic guy, but a really really good football coach, and and you obviously have seen that this season. Oh
0: man, I'm glad we got him. He's a great fit here at Baylor, and really glad we've got him here. All right, your article was uh, college football coaching superlatives, best turnaround, assistant under the radar work, and more. And for your best coaching turnaround from 2020, uh, you know, in our mind, it's easy—it's Dave Aranda. But man, and that's who you picked. But you pointed out some really good candidates for that honor.
1: Yeah, you know, I think part of this is just how how uh, last year was an unusual year. But um, we've never, at least in the last 20-25 you know, years, we've never had a situation quite like what happened this year, where you had four teams that had losing records. That went on to win their conferences. Wow. Um. Uh, the the following year, so you had a winless team in the MAC. Uh, Northern Illinois went from 0 and 6 to the MAC champion. You had Utah State went go from 1 and 5 to the Mountain West champion. You obviously had the Baylor situation that you underscored, and then at the top uh, in, in many people's minds was Michigan going from 2 and 4 to Big Ten champion in the College Football Playoff participant and then you had stories like michigan state which was two and five and they go on to to win the peach bowl and they're going to finish in the top 10 just like baylor will and so there really are a lot of great turnaround stories throughout the sport this year but i just looked at what baylor uh, accomplished in terms of winning their conference and it winning the Sugar Bowl and uh, and everything they dealt with in 2020, which was you know not, not just uh, exclusive to Baylor, but it, it felt like COVID was an issue all season. There were some teams where it sort of went through the team and then uh, they, they didn't have so many problems. It seemed like at Baylor it was just wave after wave. And so to overcome that, obviously the changes that Dave made on, on offense with Jeff Grimes and then the improvement that they made overall defensively, special teams to put together a championship-level team, you know, that, that to me uh, pushed him a little bit ahead of the others.
0: Yeah, very well said. But a great group of candidates in that turnaround season. Our, uh, our rushing totals uh, from 2020 to 2021, the improvement there, I think, is enough to win any award, <laughs> any kind of turning uh, turnaround award.
1: Right, yeah. And that was, uh, I think, the goal in, in bringing in Jeff Grimes from BYU, even though, you know the success of BYU, BYU. they're always tied to their quarterbacks historically, and Zach Olson was the latest elite BYU quarterback. And so they they have a great history of passing the ball. But you know Jeff is an offensive line coach, and uh, I think the the physicality that he brought in terms of how they ran the ball and how they emphasized the run and how they were able to have you know multiple productive running backs uh, you know throughout the season you know really gave gave Baylor an identity that it lacked uh, previously, um, you know, in Dave's first year. So I I think that was, uh, that was a huge, huge part of this. And then anyone who's followed, uh, coach Aranda's career knows that, you know, they're going to, they're going to play really good defense. Um, he's going to develop players and they're going to have a really good scheme. And then I think Ron Roberts, who doesn't get as much credit as he deserves, uh, as as one of Dave's mentors, um, working together with him on the defense, you, you, you just knew that unit was going to get better, but the offense, there were some question marks, at least on the outside, going into the season.
0: Yeah, and you're right about Ron Roberts. That guy uh, doesn't get near enough credit, you know, because of Dave's defensive background. But he lets Ron, you know, run that defense. Obviously, has input. But that defense, I mean, that's that's how Baylor won the Sugar Bowl. Was with defense on Saturday,
1: right? And how they won a lot of games. I mean, they they weren't an overwhelming offense. They were a complementary offense, and they were a team that that, that won primarily because of its defense. And um, that that's always going to be the program that, that Dave Aranda builds. And I, I think you saw a great example. And, and honestly, you're seeing it in the Big 12. The Big 12 has become a dramatically different-looking conference just in the last few years with you know, Iowa State's defense being an envy of a lot of teams around the country. And uh, and Oklahoma State, what they did this year with Jim Knowles, who was just outstanding and now moving on to Ohio State, um, you know that program has changed the way that they win games. You know Baylor had already begun that that transition under Matt Rule, and now it's con- continued under Dave Aranda. So you could really say that Baylor has been maybe at the forefront of uh, of changing the way they play football in the conference. And, and we'll see if that 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 continues. But um, I, I think that they've been very influential along with Iowa State.
0: Adam, you gave uh, your top assistant coach award to Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State. Man, what a uh, rock solid defense they had. And uh, as you mentioned, he's moving on to Ohio State. And then you gave an award for the best first-year Power 5 coordinator on offense, uh, Power 5 at Baylor, and it's Jeff Grimes, who we talked about as the offensive coordinator. What a tremendous impact he had on the improvement in the offense for Baylor this year.
1: Yeah, he did, and, um, you know, again, a guy that uh, very much believes in, in, in offensive line play and being physical and running the ball, um, and then, you know, they were able to get enough out of their passing game. But, I, I, you know, in looking at the, the, the Power Five coordinators on offense, the new ones this year, um, it wasn't it w- there wasn't as much depth in that category, but I, I really thought, uh, you know, even though Baylor didn't have a top-10 offense or uh, even a top-30 offense in some categories, you know they were they were an offense that was effective enough to help them win, and, and obviously made the biggest improvement in terms of running the ball. So uh, yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff did an outstanding job. Obviously a Royals Award uh, finalist, and uh, you know a guy that will uh, will be helping Baylor into the future on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, very nice. Adam Rittenberg is our guest, ESPN.com, talking about his uh, recent article out a couple of days ago, college football coaching superlatives uh, from the year. Um, step back and look uh Adam if you will at at you know the coaching superlatives yes and the best turnaround yes but Baylor as a team uh you know to go from 2 and 7 to 12 and 2 uh that uh, obviously obviously is one of the biggest turnarounds uh, of any team this year.
1: Yes yes no and it kind of went through some of the others but um you know just just uh, just to go from from 2 wins to 12 wins is, is remarkable and uh, certainly something that that you know didn't seem likely going into the year or even early on when when they were uh, you know they they they, you know, they, they lost the game to, to Oklahoma State but um I I think I think this is just a team that continued to get better throughout the year and played its best down the stretch certainly in the Big Twelve Championship game and then and then you know beating Oklahoma the, the way they did very much a, a Dave Aranda type win that was and and then obviously in in the Peach Bowl so. Um, yeah, just an incredible turnaround, and, and and we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, you know, I think the, the the Big Twelve. I was talking about this with some colleagues earlier today. Um, you know, even though the Big Twelve will look different in a few years, I think there's reason to be optimistic right now because of the success that Baylor has had now under under you know several coaches. And then you look at Oklahoma State. You know, they're going to be a, a, a top five, top ten finisher with a Fiesta Bowl victory. You look at Cincinnati, future Big Twelve member, being part of the playoffs you look at Houston I didn't even talk about them they they went from i believe 3 wins yeah. to uh to 11 wins or 12 wins this year and then UCF uh you know finished it off i believe going 9 and 4 so um i think there's there's still a lot of optimism and BYU was a was a legitimate top 15 team they beat five Pac 12 teams this year they didn't finish it off with a bowl win but still a very solid season for for BYU as a future Big 12 member
0: Adam, you bring it up. Uh, the, the Big 12 will be changing uh, at some point in the near future. Texas and Oklahoma have made the decision to leave. You mentioned the four new schools that are coming in. Who, wh- wh- how do you think that opens up the Big 12? I mean, Texas, Oklahoma, in most people's eyes, are the big dogs here. But that opens up, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, lead dog spot in the Big 12 conference. How do, how do you think that plays out in years to come?
1: Right. Well, I think it's going to be a a very wide open league now in most seasons. And, you know, I I do think there's an opportunity for for Baylor because of the momentum that they have right now. Oklahoma State historically and especially under Mike, Mike Gundy has been a consistent, you know, top 20 program, often top 10, top 15. So they're going to be formidable. You know, we'll see what happens at at TCU with Sonny Dykes. I think he's got a chance to uh, to 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 have that program you know back uh, closer to a championship level but then you're bringing in programs like Cincinnati uh like Houston even though it hasn't been recent but they've they've played for championships and then UCF has been right there at the top in the group of 5 uh not 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 too long ago so and then BYU again BYU uh, very much functions like a power 5 program they haven't technically been in a power 5 conference until they join the Big 12 but there's a lot of things about that program that project as, as a power a true power five. So you know there, there, there's I think we're going to enter most years uh, John in the Big Twelve not really having a clear front runner. I think it, it's going to be a very exciting conference uh, you know year to year because you don't necessarily have the mega brand like Oklahoma was for for so many years. So it, it's going to be very exciting in that in that sense.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. That's completely uh, true. Adam, final thought. Um, what do you think about? Uh, uh, we talk about the big 12 moving forward and what it looks like the the national perspective of our league, what do you think that's going to be, or do we need to get into it and then kind of see how that uh, takes care of itself?
1: Well, again, I, that's why I think the momentum generated this year is important. And then the, you know, the, having that continue, I mean, wh- where does Cincinnati go from here? Are they going to be a program that, uh, is going to be in a new year six bowl again next year, maybe challenge for the playoff. Uh, before they make the transition to the Big 12, what is BYU? You know they they've had a couple of 10-win seasons back to back. UCF, where do they go with, with Gus Malzahn? And then the existing Big 12 members, I think if they can if they can continue the momentum. I mean, one thing that uh, I think Baylor has an advantage is, is the resources. You know they they have they have resources, they have facilities, they put money into the program. I think it'll be very interesting to see if Oklahoma State. Steps up in some types in some resource areas, especially after losing an accomplished coordinator like like Jim Knowles to Ohio State. and you know but the, I, th- I think I think it's an important time for the league to build up as much momentum as it can before those two schools depart because it, it's going to be a blow um, in, in many ways when, when you don't have Texas and OU in the league. And so you want to be as strong as you can when when that time comes. And I think this year as a whole was a really positive step for the the future of Big 12 members.
0: Very cool. Isn't it interesting? You're talking about uh, little old Baylor, you know, and and other schools trying to match up to Baylor's facilities and Baylor's record. Uh, I I mean, I think it's accurate. That's that's where our football program, that's where our athletic department is right now.
1: Right. And, again, it just shows that once you start winning, um, everything can change. And it's a place that – maybe had that potential to uh, to commit to football, but for years didn't. And, and then, you know, started to win, and, and and now they've obviously won with multiple coaches, and so you know, the the commitments there. Obviously, uh, Mac Rhodes is a great athletic director, and so I think you know Baylor's in, in good shape. But you know, so are other programs. I think TCU is going to be uh, in in good shape in, in short order. Oklahoma State has great tradition there, and then you know you look at the investments at Cincinnati. You look at what Houston is doing w- with its program. You know, they they have better facilities than some existing Power Five programs. You know, UCF has that potential. So. Um, I, I do think the overall investment in the league is um, is going up, which it needs to be because you know the the, the television contracts in the future you know are not going to favor the Big Twelve like uh, you know I mean they haven't to this point, but it's it's going to be an even wider gap with the SEC and the Big Ten. And so, uh, as much as the schools can do to commit to football uh, is a good thing, and you're seeing that throughout much of the Big Twelve right now. Very nice.
0: Hey, Adam, great to have you on. Really appreciate your time, and again, Happy New Year to you, and uh, really appreciate your work. Thanks a lot.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All
0: right, Adam, thanks a lot. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN.com. If you want to go find this story that we're referencing, it uh, was posted on Tuesday this week. Title is College Football Coaching Superlatives, Best Turnaround, Baylor, Best Assistant, Under the Radar Work, and more. And uh, it is a uh, if you find the article on ESPN.com, it is a, a smiling Dave Aranda clapping his hands. That's, that's <laughs> at a, the top of the story. That's a, that's that's like finding a Honus Wagner card. That's, a, that, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know the funny thing about Dave is he he during no, the game he smiles a lot. Oh, he does. Know, he does. But but, but so on the sidelines, not much. No, a, not so much. There's a classic picture that's floating around now of him getting doused with Gatorade <laughs> at the end of the game and he's got that stoic look on his face no change whatsoever he is a jedi yeah <laughs> i'm not the first person to say that i'm That's just right. pointing out the the i'll just point out the similarities between coach Aranda yes and the fictional jedi and and in the jedi. star wars yep, universe yep, yep. are are uh, many. i'll just put it that way <laughs> don't disagree with that one bit All right, pretty appreciate uh, Adam being on with us. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business.
1: This is Dallas Cowboys.